It's time for another edition of the Cultural Hall. It's articles of news for the week of the 26th of March. Oh, 26th of March. You know what that means. It's Brother Kyle, and you're thinking, God, didn't we just hear from this guy? What's <laughs> his birthday? Happy birthday. Thanks. Uh, do we want to say how old you are? Do you care? I don't care. You don't care? 48. Uh-uh. You look good. Oldest thanks. You know, uh, like 10 years ago or so, I I did one of these things that... I have this uncle who's had like a thousand jobs, and one of the jobs that he did was he could tell you how old your body was, not necessarily like, you know, so you're yeah. 48, but how old is your body really? Right. Uh, and uh, he, you know, tests like the vein width and stuff like that, like the crap in your arteries oh, and stuff I like that. I want to have that done. Uh, and I remember at the time, I was like 24, so this is more than 10 years ago, 24, 25, because I was still in college, and uh, I had the uh, veins of an 18-year-old, but, but I bring it up because I'm betting, you know, you're 48, but you could easily... I mean, in any sort of aerobic activity, kick anyone's butt probably 15 years, you know, the average person 15 to 20 years younger than you. Yeah, I think so. And I, I don't know if you recall, it's been probably four years now ago, I had uh, emergency surgery where they had to cut me open to see what was wrong. Right. Because my omentum had a hole in it and my small intestine went through it. Yeah. And I Your know. omentum? Uh-huh. What is that? It's a, it's a layer that holds your stomach and small oh, yeah, intestine yeah, yeah. apart. I do remember this. Okay. And uh, so the guy that happened to, I was under, and I, I had died on the table because they gave me too many drugs and yeah. <laughs> body couldn't handle it. So, so the guy, I didn't know this till after, the guy comes walking into the uh, room just before they kicked me out the next morning when they found out I didn't have insurance. Uh-huh. The doctor comes walking. They really did. I'm sure. And, and the doctor comes walking in, and I'm like, wait a minute. And it's a guy that comes to one of my aerobics classes, uh-huh. and he was the surgeon. He said, they called me in, so they need an emergency. Mm-hmm. And he was great. And he said- you should see inside you. You have the intestines of a 13-year-old girl. Really? They look fan. They are pink. They are beautiful. There you go. Is that because you don't eat any meat? Uh, I still ate meat then. Yeah? So how, that's, that's, then, that's been new. By the way, upcoming episode of the Cultural Hall, going to do some, uh, doing a vegan episode, an eating vegetarian. Health stuff. Health stuff episode, which you might even hear seaweed, or as I like to call her, the Hargroder, be a part of. Oh, good. Yeah. So you'll get to hear on it. Uh, so it's it's only been in the most recent history then. Yeah. You've gone vegan. Yeah, I, I only went pure vegan in August of last year. Okay. And the push was what? Uh, just because I finally just decided, yeah, I should just try this. Okay. And I'll see how it goes. How do you like it? Uh, it's good, actually. Um, and, and my son, at the same time, just for the heck of it, said, I'm going to go vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And he's held out. He's still there. Really? Yeah. Good Good for your Which kid. Which is tough your for a 16-year-old. Huh? He's likes, really not. Likes hanging out with his dad. He, that is me. weird. Yeah. yeah. Weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? He's going to be riding his bike up in uh, Davis County, just north of Salt Lake, and I'm going to pull up alongside of him and start yelling things at him just so he can feel more like his dad. <laughs> Take that, weirdo! He's he's already used to it. Yeah? Yep, he's got it. Uh, what, is he, what is he doing for you for your birthday? Anything? Uh, we did stuff this weekend, um, hung out a bit together Go on my town? half day off. Nope. 
Do you, do you indulge in sweets? Because I know you're not a sweet person either. Do you do like, okay, it's my birthday. I can have a scoop of ice cream or a, yeah. something like I, that? I had a friend of mine make me some uh, vegan gluten-free brownies. Okay. Which, which, which sound good. terrible, but actually can be good. I could bring one in, and it's fantastic. Yeah. It's hard to tell that in a regular brownie. It really is. Right. And then, uh, But they sound terrible. Yeah. That, yeah. Just the, <laughs> the, the whole phrase. Vegan gluten-free. It's like, what, so dust? So it's a big, it's a it's a dust brownie. Is that what this is? Air. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this air. Mm. Delicious. Uh, but it ended up being good. It was good. And uh, in spin class this morning, showed up. Somebody had well, not somebody, a couple people that I know had set up had a table in there. They had treats and drinks. And uh, her niece owns a vinyl st- uh, short store that sells vinyl and vegan baked goods Vi- in wait, Ogden. Vi- so vinyl, vinyl records, records and vegan and baked. Vegan goods. baked goods. Cool. Yeah, which is great. And she took her cookie recipe, and those were outstanding. I've had a couple people try them, and they're like, yeah, it tastes like a cookie, hmm. like a really good cookie. So I, I have had some it. treats. I mean, the way the way that uh, they're starting to get with some of that stuff, because that was the problem 10 years ago when you went vegan, right? When there was that whole thing. Uh, not you, but I mean, yeah. in general, the going vegan 10 years ago, the food was like, and people ended up sickly and pale and yeah, weak. Yeah, awful. Yeah. But uh, nowadays, yeah, you can, you can be a fat vegan. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so for today, you doing anything special for the remainder? I mean, here, what a huge honor and right yeah. to be able to be here. Yeah. But anything else? Working, I hope. Uh, just my regular Monday work day, mm-hmm. where I'll work. I started at five thirty this morning, teaching class, and I'll finish tonight at uh, nine or so. Yeah, nothing else. Yeah. No, nope. you're dressed up though. Why? Because that's when I go to my second full time job of the day. I have to dress like I'm going to church, kind of. Oh, okay. You look good. The sweater is it's a little pretentious. It's because it's cold, oh. so I wear a sweater. <laughs> It'll be warm by Wednesday. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and then I'll just be in a dress shirt. Uh, Speaking of eating... So we were talking before we started the show today uh, about the Whole30, which is essentially don't eat sugars, don't eat dairy, and don't eat processed things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of meat and vegetables. That's all I'm eating. And I've been doing it now. I th- let's see. I started last Sunday was my first day. So I'm on day, what, eight or nine, I think? Yeah, day eight on it. It... How do you feel? So uh, I think that we've got the portions incorrect because I'm not losing any weight. (laughs) (laughs) And I haven't been hungry, right? Like I haven't been starving. I only eat three times a day. And it's, uh, you know, you get get the uh, size of meat about the size of the palm of your hand, right? Mm -hmm. And then as much vegetables as you want. And then usually you want to stick a potato in there because, you know, you got to have some energy for crying out loud. Day two and day three, I have never had a sugar withdrawal headache so bad in my entire life. Just, mm-hmm. just crippling. So if you don't think, like, and I'm not a person, I eat more sugar than most people, but I'm not like, oh man, I'm drinking 10 sugary sodas a day and, you know, going and eating, you know, five candy bars. Like, that's not me, but I do eat more than I would say the average person does. So I can't even imagine what it would be like for someone who is a full on, like, sugar addict. Like, it was, it was like, yeah. like uh, I don't want to say mind all because that makes it sound like a drug something, but it, it was like mood altering. It, it's just, the just hardest crazy. thing for anyone to quit out of any food. It, I, I challenge anyone to quit sugar for a month. You can't do it. Right. I mean, I'm eating fruit, right? So it's I still get sugars, yeah, but not different processed sugar. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm loving blood oranges. You ever had a blood orange before? Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
So good. I had only had one a couple times before, but like they're in season right now, and uh, and I I want sweets because I can't eat sweets, so mm-hmm. I'll eat a I'll eat a blood orange instead. So good, unreal. Yeah. Um, but so so with it, like dizzy one day, uh, when I took the sacrament yesterday in church, <laughs> I was like, what is? I really did. My mind was like, this is a different experience in my mouth as I ate the sacramental bread because you don't get breads. Uh, last night, so Friday night is a big night for me to eat ice cream, which I just love. I just, you know, that's why this thing won't be a permanent thing. I just love ice cream too much. I just love the experience of ice cream. It's not, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I, I can't describe it to you because you're looking at me going, what? What, what is it? <laughs> but um, so Friday night was my ice cream craving. Last night I was sitting down and I'm like, I just want a sleeve of Ritz crackers. <laughs> I just, just give me a sleeve. Let, let's oh, eat yeah. that sleeve of Ritz crackers from beginning, from first cracker to end cracker. That's that's where my mind has been at. Oh, I loved Ritz crackers. Yeah. Yeah. I you don't eat them anymore, though? Nope. Not even as a treat? Nope. Can't do it. Because they're not vegan? Yeah. Okay. How long are you going to do this for? You, just you know what I did find out are vegan? Huh. Uh, Girl Scout cookie thin mints. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I had one of those last <laughs> week. How was that? It was delicious. Aren't they great? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, yep. it's funny how you find those little things that are like, oh, wait, an exception to the rule. Yeah, because oh, how many goodness. treats are vegan? There's not many unless no. you make them yourself. And then making them yourself, you're like, I don't want to. It's not exactly. worth it. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, you're not making a brownie. You have to make a plate of brownies, and you know you're not going to eat the plate of brownies. So no, it's no, like... I'm going to eat the entire plate, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't do it. When do you start riding again for uh, the season? Uh, Pretty soon? Uh, last November. It doesn't close during the winter? Uh, yeah, but then you train, so you start over. I usually take like a couple weeks off in October okay. or November, okay. and then I start When are you uh, back on the road, I guess? Uh, been back on the road, okay. the weather permitting, so I start racing in a week. Good for you. Where at? Uh, here. Yeah. In, uh, here in it, Utah. Is it here? Yeah, here in Salt Lake City. Actually, I, th- I think that my first race is at the Utah Motorsports Park oh, out in on the racetrack. Remember that if uh, you're in second place, that's just the first loser. I know. Okay. There's only two places, the winner and the losers. Yeah. Yep. The winner, which is a place of one, and the losers, which is everybody else. Yeah. Remember, if you're not the lead dog, the view never changes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I tell the kids. I don't know. There's plenty of those stupid things. Uh, Anything else going on? Anything else you want to say? Nope. That's that's just a big birthday, which actually has been... So, I'm the type of person that doesn't... You know, people, oh, don't know. It's my... Shit's not... Okay. It's my birthday. Don't say anything. No, I'm like, hey, it's my birthday. Everybody, yeah. I want everybody to know. I want to hear about it. Are you going to uh, get the free haircut? Oh shoot! Oh. The free dinner what? at Steakhouse. Oh, oh shoot! Are you going to really? Get- <laughs> These are things you can get. There's tons. Go online to where can I get free stuff on my birthday dot com. I don't know that that's the website, but Google where can I get free stuff on my birthday. You would be surprised the amount of stuff you can get. Show them your ID. Get a free something. It, you know what I got over the weekend? Free. My son and I went. He wanted to go out and do something with me. The weather hasn't been good here. Mm-hmm. So I uh, decided to go do go-karts inside. Okay. Fast cart. Yeah. Uh, on your birthday, uh-huh. free ride. Yeah. So he And he paid. My son paid because he has a little money. Yeah. He has a, a gig. So so he paid and only had to pay half. Nice. Because I, I got in free. Good for you. Look at you. Yeah. Father, son at the fast cart. So so I, yep, just he and I out there. Yeah, just the two of you. <laughs> yep. Literally nobody else. Yep. Did you win That's or did you let great. him win? Uh, you know, for the first, uh, we've done this probably three or four times uh-huh. through his life. It's the point now where this time I actually tried my hardest and I actually lost. Yeah. Yeah. 
The crown has been passed. So but, the light is growing dimmer. <laughs> I'm getting. Watch out, old I'm man. I'm losing it. But, but you can yeah, still kick his butt in a bike race, though, uh, right? Yeah. Okay. Uphill. Okay. But yeah, we we not like downhill? to. Uh, no, not down. No, he he's, kills you downhill. Yeah, he's got. He has no fear. Okay. And I do because I. Because you've been there. I can break. <laughs> you things. feared before. Things break on me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uphill, you can still take him. Yeah. That torch will be passed when the uh, when the uphill. Yeah, I can give it a year. Really, you think? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. We both got new bikes this last uh, last couple of weeks. Over the past couple of weeks, got new bikes, so we're all excited and out if he, riding. If he allows you, I want a picture of you and your weirdo kid on your bikes. And send it. We'll put it up on Instagram. I got the, one when we, we were in uh, the the Southern Utah last weekend. Okay. Send it to me. Okay. People will be able to see that at the Cultural Hall. Uh, plus, if you haven't seen the video we did for Kyle's birthday, you can find that on our Facebook page. Maybe I'll put it on Instagram as well. Uh, let me share this email, and then we'll get into some actual articles of news. This is from Michelle. This is a couple of weeks old now, but she says, on the most recent articles of news, so I think this is the one that you were on with me two weeks ago, uh, you were talking about famous people who went on missions. One of the people is Dale. Murphy, remember oh, we yeah. went back and forth? Yeah. He was a baseball player for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Michelle says, when I was a little girl going to church in West Ogden in a now defunct ward, <coughs> Dale's mom was actually my Sunday school teacher. I'm not sure what age, but my dad, I'm not sure what age I was, but my dad was a huge Braves fan, and both of my parents made sure to tell me to uh, made sure to tell me who he was. So we watched all the baseball games on TBS and rooted every time that Dale was up to bat. If anyone interested, Dale's na- mom's name Myrtle. So it's Myrtle, Myrtle Murphy. Murphy. Beautiful. <laughs> thanks for uh, thank thanks for you all being you and for squeezing in a recording between all of the trips, etc. Michelle Stevens Williams. Thank you, Michelle. Let's take a break and do the second half of articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. I get a lot of emails from people all the time. Here's one. Dear Dan, I hear your talk about a lifetime service guarantee. Free? Really? Please help me avoid all your fine print and be honest about what free means. You understand that we should be very wary of A free offer? Signed, Skeptical. Hi, Skeptical. I remember 22 years ago when we started PC Laptops and our lifetime service guarantee, people thought it was too good to be true. Well, you know, after a decade, people started believing me a little bit. But you know, it's been 22 years of having the privilege to serve our friends and neighbors like you. Our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer for $7.99 with a lifetime warranty. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here's to seeing you soon, Skeptical. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. 
Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. It's time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And uh, that video, by the way, posted of us uh, before we started recording, wishing you a happy birthday on Facebook, so people can check that out. Um, this is cool visually. It's cool that they're doing this as well, but it's also cool visually. Um, it's deemed the graveyard shift, and you're thinking, okay, well, that's overnight, but it's not. Uh, helping hands down in flood-weary Peru. If you go to theculturalhall.com and you look for this uh, article, there are these gorgeous, and you've seen them probably in movies before, but the... Um like the walls that are all, so almost like how we have here in the United States, the like the mausoleums. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, except like in mausoleums, like here in Utah, like the one up at the Salt Lake Cemetery, like it just has the name smack on the end of the mausoleum, and then you assume that you know, kind of in there is the either the body or the ashes of the person, right? Yeah. So in the in the uh, graveyard or you know where the the things are um, where people are buried above ground, they have like a little alcove so you can do you know it's a place you could put flowers but you could also go and leave gifts for the dead or like tributes like uh, a little diorama or you know what i'm saying whatever it is but they're just these gorgeous gorgeous um probably two or three feet by two or three feet almost like shelves of mausoleum open-faced mausoleums you can't see the bodies or get to the bodies but it has like a maybe a two foot deep area that you can put stuff in that, you know, I saw some that have pictures and some that have gorgeous flowers. Uh, the Helping Hands folks down there are just cleaning it out. So there was a bunch of flood water and it, you know, oh, it yeah. kind of swept some stuff out and, and made it so that people couldn't come and, and visit their dead. The pictures are what's gorgeous of this. And if you've never seen anything like that, you can check it out. Um, and, w- and, and the way that it came about was uh, the Chosica Cemetery, uh, the, the folks kind of in charge of that said, you know what? We know that you Mormons do this helping hand stuff, and we need someone to feel the bweak, bweak, that's quotation marks, um, graveyard shift, and so a bunch of members did. The thing also that I thought was interesting, you know, United States Helping Hands, we get T-shirts. They get, uh, like, vests, like safety vests in Peru for being part of Helping Hands, mm-hmm. and I want a safety vest. <laughs> well, go to Peru. I don't want a Help T-shirt. Out. I don't want a T-shirt. I want a safety Jeez. vest. <laughs> Uh, so I yeah. went to Peru and cleaned up the graveyard, and all I got was this dumb T-shirt. <laughs> I thought this was interesting uh, by name. Uh, I think it's it, it is amazing. President Nelson, uh, prophet of the church, soon to be sustained, and general conference coming up this weekend, which we'll probably talk a little bit about. Uh, maybe make some predictions or whatever, but he's going on tour after um, 
general conference. And they finally announced how long he's going to be gone and where he's going to. Now, uh, it's cool that he's going anywhere, right? I mean, he's a 93-year-old guy, right? So think Mm -hmm. of your grandpa. Now think of your grandpa leading a church. Now think of your grandpa traveling a bunch and leading the church, right? Like it just, it's pretty astounding. So he, along with Elder Holland, um, are going to go to eight cities in 11 days. And it's not like Salt Lake City and then West Valley City and then Taylorsville. Like, it's not cities close by. They'll have to travel to them. This, according to Mormon Newsroom, they'll first go to London, England. Yeah. Uh, then they'll go to Jerusalem, Israel, which Whoa. if you're a, uh, if you are a, um, what do you call it? A sign seeker? Two apostles lay in the streets of Jerusalem. Hmm. Second coming. I'm just saying. <laughs> if they're both there, that could happen. No, there, yeah. There are message boards that talk all about that. Are they sure that they want to do this? Are we ready? Because that, what if that happens? Um, then they'll go to Nairobi, Kenya, Harare, Zimbabwe, Bengaluru, India, Bangkok, Thailand, and then uh, uh, Hong Kong, and uh, then they finish in Honolulu at the BYU Hawaii. Oh, that's in 11 days? Yeah. Jeez. Isn't that unreal? Uh, eight cities in 11 days. Wow. Unreal. And the thing that I that I think is interesting about this, you know he's vacationing in Hawaii at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? they'll stay there a few like, days, you like bet. They, they aren't saying, oh, and then he flies back, because you know. Do a nice snorkeling. <laughs> yeah. Snorkeling. <laughs> no, but just nice, take it easy, recuperate, and then they'll come home. I'm willing to bet. I don't know that for sure, but I'm willing to bet. Taking a little time and... In Hawaii, though, but that's 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 tons. They're going to have meetings in each of these places, like in uh, uh, in Jerusalem. They're having uh, a conference um, that will meet with the 260 members of the church that are in Israel. Um, the first African converts in Kenya when he goes there were baptized in 1979. Now there's 13,000. There's 30,000 in Zimbabwe. Um, more than 13,000 members in Bengaluru, India. Um, the first meeting house was dedicated by the way there in February of 2002. Uh, then Thailand, just kind of a quick uh, pointed up things. Uh, President Gorby Hinckley dedicated the country for the preaching of the gospel uh, in November of 1966. And now there's more than 21,000. There's more than 25,000 in Hong Kong. Uh, temple was built there in 96 and then finishes up in Hawaii. Astounding to me. Yeah. You want to talk about Vermont? Sure. Yeah. Vermont uh, lawmakers try to stop Utah developer who wants to build a self-sustaining community near Mormon founder's birthplace. So uh, so this guy, I've reached out to him, and he's agreed to be a guest here on the Cultural Hall, the builder. Oh, good. C- c- go ahead and, and talk about what it is, because I just find it fascinating. Uh, efforts to stop a massive development in four rural Vermont towns by a Utah businessman based on the papers of a Mormon founder, Joseph Smith have reached the state legislature. A bipartisan group of lawmakers has introduced a resolution in the Vermont House to uh, oppose to the new Vistas project. The Valley News reports it calls on developer David Hall, whose family foundation has been buying land near Smith's birthplace in Sharon, Vermont, uh, to abandon his plans for a self-sustaining community with uh, housing for 20,000 residents. Uh, the non-binding measure also calls for the state to ensure that the new Vistas Foundation operates in accordance with the laws of this state. So the big thing is this is this, so this is what's sort of weird, right? Is this guy made a bunch of money in like uh, I want to say a dot com and then some sort of health something? That's where David Hall gets his money from. And like I said, we'll get him here in the cultural hall to find out more about it. But 
So he's just buying up land around the birthplace of Joseph Smith in Sharon, Vermont. And he just wants to plan this like master community. And the people of Vermont are like, you're a big weirdo. And it, this t- it's a small place. There's 6,600 is their, their population. Their average town size, right? Yeah. And so he's talking about a town of 20,000. And it's basically just a, a bunch of Vermonters saying, uh, what are you doing, first of all? And then their opposition is, they, they, that town will be three times bigger than our normal town. And we like small towns, so we're trying to stop it. Mm-hmm. it, it but it sort of is creepy to me. What's that movie about uh, Matthew Broderick was in the remake of it? And we always tease Daybreak, at the community here in... Oh, in, uh, yes, it, You yes, know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, Stepford Wipes. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of like Stepfordian <laughs> in, uh, in community feel, anyway. But maybe as we get a chance to talk to him, it'll feel a little bit different. Yeah. He is also pursuing developments for smaller prototype communities in Provo. Which I think they'll let him do. It's a guy It's a guy who wants to build, like, super communities. It, it to me, at least in the reading of it, is no different than if you're from Utah and you know the community of Daybreak, right? You have a planned community and infrastructure of entertainment and food and stores and a lake. And, and so people don't have to go anywhere else. It's yeah. To me, it just seems like the, a super community of that. But it seems weird. It, it, it does. It is a super Mormon community. Do you yeah. have to be LDS to yeah. live? Or do you get like a discount if you're Mormon and you move there? Yeah, 10% off everything. Yeah. I'll have to ask David. You already paid the 10%. You don't have to pay it again. Uh, we'll have to talk to him about Flat the, tax in that city, 10%. Yeah. See? It's not all bad. Weirdo. <laughs> uh, you just call them, you're going to have him on the show and you just call him a it's weirdo. It's weird. I'll tell him to his face. I'll say, David, I think the reason why you're having a lot of opposition is it seems weird. So tell me how it's not weird. Uh, in fact, you know what? If you help me remember, I will start the interview that way. And it, I hope he has a good name for it because every time I, I, I think of Daybreak, and I've been there a few times because I have a triathlon out there in the man-made lake, uh-huh. I just think of Barry Manilow and that yeah. fantastic song. What's the song? Daybreak. What, how does it go? Daybreak, and you want to believe it could be day. I can't I sing it, it, but you don't. Are you kidding me? Listen, I'm with you on Neil Diamond. I do not know your Barry Manilow. Ah, love some Barry Manilow. <laughs> how old are you today? 48. Let's blow through a couple of these quick stories, because I want to make sure that uh, we give enough time to talking about the uh, MTC mm-hmm. and uh, the alleged sexual assault victims down there. We'll talk about that. Um, so here we go. Uh, there is a Mormon singles ward mockumentary that's set for production in Rexburg. So oh. so let me just read this. Um, Mark Matai is creating a show called The Singles. It's based on a Mormon singles ward, and he says this project will be different from other popular mockumentaries like The Office and Parks and Rec because the film crew are planning to be part of the shows. LDS comedy has kind of dropped off, and we want a way to bring it back with this show. It's a mockumentary about an LDS singles ward. Uh, He goes on to say... Um, the product, the project is in pre-production. We'll start filming this August. Six characters have been cast, and Matai is trying to keep his budget as low as possible, meaning that some of the actors will not be getting paid, meaning this will not continue. <laughs> uh, one of the six characters is comedian Tanner Rolf, who opened for Stuart Edge when he performed in Rexburg in February. Ralph's character will be named Sean. I, l- I like small-town newspapers because they include details like that. Sean, well, 
he has love for everybody that he's around. Sometimes it's a nuisance to others, said uh, Ralph, describing his character. He's always willing to help out, but will probably find a way to screw it up. And this sounds like you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm excited to see this, and I may try and get the guy in for an interview real quick. I'll watch uh, it. For the cultural hall, just to, to see what it's like. No, well, we're trying to keep budget low, and so we're not going to pay people. <laughs> no, people, it's going to be a lot of time. And 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 uh, they're trying to get it on things like VidAngel, which one day is there and the next day is not there. Um, maybe someone like Netflix, but it's going to have to be really good. So does he have the quality up there? I'm calling it no, but hmm. we'll see. So you don't watch it on YouTube? Yeah, I mean, you could. And that's the thing that it would need to be, right? It would need to at least start out being, hey, friends, let's all do this friend thing and see where this friend thing goes. But yeah. to try and make it be like, well, some people will get paid and some people <coughs> won't and... We're bringing back comedy, LDS comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. I'm at least interested, but I don't think it'll go anywhere. Uh, take this, Anna Thorley, mother of three. Oh, hey, I'm calling you out. Triplet mom. Triplet mom, Anna. She helps out with the Instagram here in the cultural hall. Uh, LDS mom is featured on People and Inside Edition. You know why? Quintuplets. Count them. One, two, three, four, five. That's five? Is five is a quintuplet. Uh, seven weeks of hospital bed rest, then going nearly into premature labor. The last few weeks have not been easy for Jamie Scott as she's navigated her quintuplet pregnancy. But fortunately, the LDS mom and her husband, Skylar Scott, welcomed five new members into their family. Are you ready for this? What would you name five kids? Name them all the same letters? Nephi, Lehi. <laughs> all right, what are their names? Lamus, Lemuel. Lemuel. Uh-huh. And uh, what was the, uh, Jake, Jacob. Jer- no, what is it? Ja- the other brother, Joseph. The younger yeah. one. Later. Why can't I remember? I this is either. embarrassing. I know. <laughs> Nope. Lily, Logan, Lincoln. And so you're going, okay, they're all going to be L names. Nope. Violet and what? Daisy. Flowers. They, they were all born. flowers. Is Logan a flower? Well, not Logan. Is Lincoln a flower? It's a log. Yeah. So the boys aren't flowers, but the girls are. Okay. The boys are logs. <laughs> a Logan log and a Lincoln log. <laughs> the boys are types of wood and the gals are flowers. Okay. The way life sees it. Uh, you know, the chances of becoming pregnant with quintuplets. I don't mean any shade on you, Anna. I, I look at your videos of your three cute kids and we share them sometimes on our Instagram at the cultural hall they're so cute Um, but she defied not defied the odds but one in 55 million to have quintuplets I always wonder and I don't mean this mean but I always wonder like that if it was uh, if it was you know the actual odds one in five million or whatever or if they were you know in vitro fertilization she couldn't get pregnant so they right so then they do it and then it increases and then you're like ah I guess we're having five kids yeah sure I'm always just curious about that uh with the help of fertility treatments, oh, so that okay. answers that question. She was thrilled to find out she was pregnant. However, she had no idea until the first ultrasound that she was pregnant with not one, not two, not three, not four, but five babies. She said, I just cried. I was in awe. We had tried for quite some time. Cri- so, cried good or bad? Yeah. <laughs> You're having five babies. Both. That could be one of the other. Uh, there were challenges, as you can imagine, the human body not to have five babies uh, ever but they all seem to be doing healthy an ultrasound revealed that Logan and his siblings heartbeats were normal Um, fluid tests revealed that everything was normal 
So she became very positive, courageous, and graceful as they headed off uh, on this journey. Uh, the SC, the Sequence Five by Five, held at the uh, at the couple's home of St. George, raised money. Uh, their GoFundMe page raised almost sixteen thousand dollars, and uh, you can follow this family on the internet, as they will undoubtedly be. A social media family, a family mm-hmm. of fun. Well, what are we going to do? It's going to be a show on A&E. And then finally this before we get to some heavier stuff. Kanai <clears throat> uh, Stevens and his mom, Leslie Larson, they're up in uh, Idaho, and they're at their favorite hiking place. And they happen to see some grotesque images and anti-Mormon messages at the Cherry Springs Nature Area, which is south of Pocatello. Um, For someone to have such a strong tie to an area, this is the uh, U.S. Forest Service, for someone to have such a strong tie to an area to want to do everything they can to keep it special is so neat. Why is he saying that? Well, because Leslie and her son, Kanai, cleaned up the mess. They weren't the ones who did it. Um, They said that they didn't remove the spray-painted obscenities for the notoriety. They just did it because it was the right thing to do. So now your question is, are they Mormon people removing obscenities and grotesque images uh, from their favorite hiking place south of Pocatello? And the answer is, no, they aren't. They are not members of the LDS church. They just found the vandalism highly offensive. Mom says, it was awful. I hated to think how many young people or children had to see it because there are many kids that frequent that area and I wouldn't want to explain to my young kids what those words meant. The cleanup process, rather simple, said Larson, adding that with the help of a high-viscosity water-based paint remover called Graffiti Gone, the process only took an hour. Larson had a supply of the graffiti remover on hand because her car was spray-painted a few years back. Said it worked really well, got it pulled off, and now they're praising her for being someone who cares about the Mormons in the community and, and just about the community in general. Um, Larson is just hopeful that her good deed might have impact on others, most notably those who damage property that her taxpayer dollars helped create. She says, quote, this is everybody's bra- backyard, and even if one person sees us doing it, maybe that will carry on and do the right thing in the future. I just hope that more people will pay it forward. Wow, cool. Yeah. And now we go to... One other one before we get to oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this is kind of along the, the lines of outdoors, Woodsy. Uh, Mormon leaders in Blanding, Utah, urge members to push feds for group access to Pioneer site within Bears Ears. So which one is it that's within Bears Ears? I don't think I realized that there was one. Uh, I didn't either. Um, in an unusual move, Mormon church leaders in Blanding have asked their members to weigh in on the planning process for the controversial Bears Ears monument designation uh, because they want to access they want access to an environmentally sensitive site once visited by pioneers. In a letter sent last week, the local presidency encouraged congregants to write in during the la- during the Bureau of Land Management's open comment period, which ends April 11th, to explain how visiting the area benefits you and your heritage and culture before the agency sets rules for land use. Okay. Um, just inside the southern edge of the now reduced Bears Ears area, in the 129,000 acre silver uh, acre silver called uh, Shashjah National Monument, carved out by President Donald Trump. There's a steep sandstone wall and a large sign to ascend the ridge. It reads, the pioneers labored for days on a wagon road here, hmm. which they named San Juan Hill. Interesting. So San Juan Hill is the place. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I mean, and they're right. There is something about being able to go and to visit the place 
that your ancestors were. I mean, you think of the place that I can't remember the name for crying out loud up in Wyoming. You know, the pass that you come through, that all the oh, pioneers yeah. came through. Nothing. We are the worst mm. today. I can't even remember the name of it. But no, being able to go to that and then taking it another step further, being able to go to Temple Square where the saints built the temple, right? Going to St. George. Yeah. Seeing the different parts of the trail. Why can't I think of what the name of that pass is up in Wyoming? The river. I kind of know what you're talking about, but I don't know. It's where everybody goes on trek to. Ah, people are yelling at their in their earbuds right now. Um, Yeah, but to be able to go and visit. But I guess I don't know. The other side of that is now it's a national monument, right? Everybody wanted it to be a national monument. Mm -hmm. Did they? (laughs) Did everybody want that? Wait, what? Uh, Anyway, okay. So now the two heavy stories of the week. This one a little less heavy, but still uh, having to do with the church. Logan Blythe, do you know who this is? Mm-mm. He learned that his Eagle Scout project had been approved last November. He was elated. Oh, yes. After yeah. years of hard work earning merit badges and participating in the Boy Scouts through his Utah church, Logan was one step closer to becoming an Eagle Scout. Rising to that rank is impressive for anyone, but especially impressive because Logan, who is now 15 years old, has Down syndrome. He has cognitive abilities of a four-year-old and is incapable of writing or holding an intelligible conversation, uh, said his father, Chad Blythe. Despite his limitations, local scout leaders allowed him to earn merit badges by completing the requirements to the best of his abilities. And on November 9th, scout officials told him that his Eagle Scout project, making kits for newborn babies in hospitals, had been approved. But about 24 hours later, the father received an email from one of the same scout officials photographed with Logan the day before. I have been asked to suspend Logan's Eagle Project approval. Please do not work anymore on this project. When the local officials contacted the National Boy Scouts organization, they said that you can't have alternative requirements uh, for the Eagle Scout. Um, Now his parents are suing the Boy Scouts of America, accusing the organization of discriminating against Logan because of his disabilities. Now this article, when I originally posted it, did not have the follow-up. The Boy Scouts of America in a happy turn, and it's unfortunate they had to get to a lawsuit have said, yeah, we'll work with them. There could mm-hmm. be means necessary for him to be able to get an Eagle Scout. But but uh, but crummy that that was the initial response. Was, yeah. Nope, sorry. Every boy, he's got to swim to the bottom of the pool and retrieve a brick. And right. He can't... He can't sw- he- what he wants to. It's not like your kid who doesn't want to. Not your kid specifically, Kyle. And and I didn't know, I, I hadn't even thought about it, but I just assumed that maybe they made uh, accommodations for situations like that. Nope. Well, I mean, now they do. And I think in, if, if we're being real honest, I'm sure that there have been people who haven't quite accomplished it all. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they flat out denied him and then said, you know, sorry, you can't get it. You got to do it the way that everybody else does. It's like, mm, okay, Let, let's think before we do, Boy Scouts of America. Yeah. Do you think there's anyone on the other side going, no, you have to get it? Yeah. I'll, be, I'll that, bet there is. That's the thing That's the thing about it. I bet that there really is. Well, I mean, you can call it something else. I'll bet most everybody else says, well, let's... A, nope. Call These it an the, eagle feather. Yeah. Because he's not <laughs> an eagle scout. Get him, give him an Jeez. eagle feather, you know? If he's not doing the whole requirements, call it something else. It's the guy on the council that always wears his Boy Scout outfit. And, Every time. And to, and to church on Sunday. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then this. Now, I should say, before we get into this, this is the something... 
that I don't know that I would get really into, like we may uh, hear in a second, uh, if the Mormon News Report weren't on their mid-season f- uh, hiatus right now, but they're taking a little break. Uh, you can find the guys at the Mormon News Report. You can find them on Facebook and find them uh, here on iTunes or wherever else you get podcasts. Uh, Mormon News Report. I think uh, they'll be back just after conference, so I think they're going to take, take a couple weeks. For those who don't know, doing a podcast is hard and doing it every week, also hard. And you know what, who it's hard on? Not necessarily the hosts, but sometimes the family where it's like, what, you're going to go do this? How much did that pay you? Nothing? Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> so you're going to go do a thing with your friends and not get paid for it. Sweet. We got kids and dishes to do. and Right. All this yeah. stuff. Yeah. So they've taken a break, uh, but check them out if you've never listened to them before. It's called the Mormon News Report, wherever you get it. So here we go. Uh, and we have different, uh, different like editions or versions of this story. So why don't you go ahead and start, and I'll kind of pepper stuff in. Uh, okay. Uh, former missionary training center president admits to asking a young missionary to expose her breasts in the 80s, BYU police say. A former president of the LDS Missionary Training Center has admitted that he took a young woman into a small room at the Provo campus in 1984 and asked to see her breasts, according to a report released Wednesday by Brigham Young University Police. So, stop. If you uh, if you follow the Mormon WikiLeaks, uh, Mormon Leaks, I think is what it's called, um, they released the audio of this. The woman went back to confront this guy. He's now 83, mid-80s, mm-hmm. uh, low to mid-80s. 85. And, and she recorded the interaction that she had with him. Go ahead. Yep. The release comes three days after uh, Mormon Leaks published an explosive tape conversation between the woman and uh, Joseph L. Bishop, who she accuses of attempting to rape her. Bishop, now 85, said during their December conversation that he didn't remember taking her into the room, let alone sexually assaulting her. But he repeatedly apologized, describing himself as a predator and saying he had confessed to other sexual misconduct uh, disclosures that have ignited outrage online and questions about whether the Mormon church failed to protect women. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bishop was the president of Weber State College, now university, in the 1970s, a Mormon mission president in Argentina from 79 to 82, and the president of the missionary compound until 1986, supervising thousands of young male and female missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, In November, the woman told BYU police she wanted to report being sexually assaulted at the center in 1984. Before she spoke in detail with officers, however, she visited Bishop in Arizona. I I say Bishop, but that's his name. Yeah, not not to be confused. He was a bishop. Uh, Posing as a writer who was interviewing former mission presidents. Uh, During the nearly three-hour conversation on December 2nd, which she secretly recorded, the Colorado woman urged him to admit what he did to her and others. The woman reminded him that during their time at the MTC, Bishop uh, flattered her, took her out of class, and told her she was special. He shared intimate aspects of his own marriage, including his sex life, and she said, describing specific details. He asks her, was I trying to titillate you? She replies, I believe that you were grooming me. She should be angry with him, he says, calling himself an addict, predator, and hypocrite. He admits to giving other female missionaries uh, back rubs that became frisky. Yeah, yeah this is all great. Uh Oof. 
He claimed to not remember the assault, she alleged, but three days later he told BYU officers that he recalled going into his small preparation room with her. Then while talking to her, he asked her to show she asked he asked her to show him her breasts, the report said, which she did. The woman told officers that Bishop attempted to kiss her in the room and she resisted. She said he ripped her blouse and skirt off, uh, pulled down other clothing and raped her, according to the report. She said she then pushed him off and left the room. When officers asked Bishop why his account was different than hers, the reports say he said he either can't remember or that uh, she was exaggerating her account. Hmm. Deputy Utah County Attorney uh, David Sturgill said he could not pursue charges against Bishop because the statute of limitations had expired. In 1984, he said the legal deadline for filing a rape charge was four years. So it would have been 88. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which I didn't know on a rape charge that it was that time. I think Uh, it's seven years now, but... yeah. Uh, I have no reason to doubt the victim's disclosure would have likely prosecuted Mr. Bishop, Sturgill wrote in the report, but for the expiration of the statute of limitations. It's uh, okay. So there's a couple of things. Then I kind of piggybacking it with my story. The Mormon Church said Friday that it is investigating a second accusation of sexual assault against Bishop. Uh, they didn't say in, a, in its statement if discipline will be taken against Joseph L. Bishop. At the time of the allegations, he held an important position of authority over hundreds of young Mormons as president of the MTC. Uh, the religion, that is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, said it's investigating all assertions made by Bishop in a secretly recorded conversation with the first alleged victim that was made public this last week in, in a police interview that was released this week about her complaint. Um, Bishop's son, Greg Bishop, said earlier this week that his father denies any wrongdoing in the incident. Greg Bishop, who is an attorney, didn't immediately return a phone message with the Associated Press. He said on Wednesday that his father gave the second woman, who is living with the family during a difficult period of her life, a back rub at her request, but quickly realized that it was not a good idea. Joseph Bishop told police investigating a rape claim from the first alleged victim that he asked her to expose herself, but he denied raping her. When police asked him to explain why his account differed, you already read that. Um, Craig Vernon, an attorney for the first alleged victim, said his client never exposed herself and the bishop ripped off her blouse and raped her. He said she is prepared to sue the church and bishop if they can't reach a settlement. Church officials offered a strong tone in the news statement Friday about an incident that has led to questions about handlings of allegations. And they say this, quote, We share the anger and distress that church members and others feel to learn of incidents where those entrusted with sacred responsibilities violate God's commandments and harm others. Such behavior is repulsive and sinful. And and I think that's the big takeaway, right? Like, do I think that this woman is going to be able to send Bishop to jail? No. I mean, we talk about the investigation being four years, right? Had to do it within four years. No, I don't think so. But uh, there are a few takeaways for me that I think are pretty important. One is, you know, there are some people, as we've posted it on the Cultural Halls Facebook page, that have been like, well, it's just another person who hates the church looking for fame, like trying to get their 15 minutes of fame or trying to get money from the church. And while that could be, because it could be, it could that, mm, yeah. you know, it could, it could be, be. It, it could be, it's possible. It could be anywhere from that to that he did it, you know, and that, and that he did it with her and more. 
I think that there is there is the ability to be able to um, believe that it's true and then have it be um, be proven one way, right? To give credit to the fact that that's her claim and say, okay, your claim is real. I understand that. So now let's find out about it. Let's find out around it. Let's see what he says about it. Let's see if there are uh, are are things that uh, justify the allegations that you're making, rather than wholeheartedly go, yeah, you bet, Joseph Bishop, you're terrible, and let's get him out and let's burn him. But also, you know, the other side being, well, no, there's no way. It's just someone trying to get their fame. Like we have to give, we have to give these things the weight, even if they're true or even if they're not true. We have to give them the weight that they deserve because someone makes that claim and because they could be true or not true. Yeah, and he's he's to some point confessed to some at least minor incidents here, and it's just finding what what how much of this is uh, you know or all of it could could all be absolutely true. All and more. Yeah. You know, they're looking into a second incident that he references in those tapes. Those tapes are hard to listen to if you uh, if you haven't listened to them and you have the desire to. It's 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 really hard to uh, listen to just because it, uh, it kind of brings it back around to we've discussed before about uh, bishops or or leaders um, interviewing young people right or you know alone in a room and should we change that policy right and and how can we protect everyone how can we protect those who are being interviewed and those who are interviewing yeah because in in both ways li- total lives can be destroyed based on an allegation a false accusation it, it'll ruin somebody's life even if uh, and it's happened before where later they come out and they say, all right, it's not true. But right. it's over for them. You know, I have every reason to believe based on what, what he's saying and based because if you listen in the audio and we reference it in, in part of the article, he's like, you know what, I, these are things that I have struggled with. This has been, you know, an issue for me. Uh, it is interesting to me to know that, that as the church was aware of that, at least on some level, and continued to put him in, in positions of leadership where those opportunities could happen, and if they didn't know, but these, you know, these things were reported to the police. If the church wasn't made aware of them, where that huge flaw in our system is, right? Yeah. You should never yeah. have a, a bishop who's been a sex offender. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just some things that it's like, sorry, pal, maybe God forgives you. You and, know, down yeah, the road, whatever, but we can't have this. This is this is too much for this situation. Cannot do this. Where Miss Bishop said uh, somewhere in there, I believe he said that he had confessed previously to church leaders about some indiscretions or thoughts or issues that he had right. with that, and yeah, letting him to continue to hold any position of leadership. This will be for those who are like for those who um, may be sour grapes towards this. I love that phrase. Right, you being sour grapes. Uh, uh, towards this situation and saying, you know what, maybe she's just making it up. You know what? I, I don't believe that she is, but if she is, and from this, the church becomes safer for everyone, to to me, uh, you know, I almost said that, that it would be worth it, but poor Joseph Bishop's life, right? As far as being a- accused and all that. I, I just, let me stop that way of thinking and just say, there needs to be, because these things occur and because these things occur behind closed 
closed doors, there needs to be some reform in the way that we do it so that there so that we lessen the chances even more for our wives or our husbands or our boys or our girls or our nieces or nephews or whoever that are having the opportunities within the ward houses and not just in bishop interviews in any sort extracurricular primary boy scouts any of the things to lessen the likelihood that something like this could happen absolutely i think that's it happy birthday thanks Thanks I wish you didn't have to work all day. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Making money. That's what being an adult is. Making money for the X. You know, <laughs> how much more? <laughs> how much longer do you have to do that for? Uh, four more years this month. This four, Not only is this my birthday, but it also marks your divorce. Eight, eight years being divorced. Nice. <laughs> well, so four more years The divorce is final on my birthday. Yeah. You're going to be so loaded. I, I added up the other day. Uh, don't. Don't as, do that. As I was angry. <laughs> Driving in my car on the calculator. Let's see how much I'll pay her over these 12 years. Yeah, no. All right. Yeah. It's a lot. So worth it. <coughs> yeah. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. <laughs> we hope if you're sick or afflicted, you're well, and you can listen next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. Let me say this before I let you go. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, we are at 99 reviews on iTunes. Uh, the next person will be our 100th review. So Ooh. drop a review there. You can be the 100th. Uh, uh, would love to hear from you as far as that goes. Uh, also, you can always contact us, contact at theculturalhall.com, or reach out to us via Facebook, or um, you know, you can also do the email, contact at theculturalhall.com. You can DM us on Instagram or on Twitter, and look forward to our huge general conference coverage that is uh, coming up this weekend with all of us tweeting, live tweeting the sessions, and uh, it should be great. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the cultural hall save me a seat it's sure to be neat on the back row we really gotta go on the cultural hall show